0: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm
1: -hmm. That's when I was uh, eating hell of a good dip and chips for dinner. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, some sort of six week old chicken for dinner tonight. It was reduced a dollar and then someone put reduced a dollar, replaced that with reduced four dollars. So I'm like, what a deal. Mm -hmm. In general, I have a pretty steadfast rule about
0: poultry and meats that once it's discounted twice, I'm going to look the other way. Mm-hmm. Dr. Stephanie told me that she tried to get into the juggling club and she couldn't get into the
1: two-ball club. She couldn't do the two-ball. Mm-hmm. I watched the, the Justin Bieber uh, movie, uh, Flying Once, and I cried. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they thought you were having a breakdown.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to keep an eye okay. on this guy. Strap this guy to the seat, <laughs> let everyone else off. Mm-hmm. This chicken's got to be good. They're pricing it to sell. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light. I feel good so far. Dance, uh, <laughs> dance, and I just realized I finished that chicken last night. <laughs> God.
2: Wow!
0: Wow! Yes. Honestly. <laughs> yes. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so it was have... sitting there in the in the fridge for a week after having been discounted twice and you thought then it would be You know what I got a hankering for at two in the morning? Twice discounted <laughs> week old chicken.
1: Why not, eh? But I had some some noodles already and some really good Pasta sauce, and the chicken was there, so I'm like, here's a meal. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, you're no worse for it today. You look uh, you look like a million bucks. Hey, I had to point something out. It's November 5th. I was driving to the grocery store today, and because of... Foodland? Uh, yep. Uh, because of daylight savings, now you... You see in everyone's house when you're driving around because it's dark out. Oh,
0: you're one of those <laughs> types, eh? All a creeper. No. Yeah, just going for a drive. Ooh,
1: what's in there? Uh, do you want to take off your top? What do I spot? A Christmas tree inside a house, November 5th.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, definitely, for some people, November the 1st is... But no, no, no. Is the cutoff. Here. Ready to go.
1: No, you know what the cutoff is? November 12th. You have, to, you have to honor Remembrance Day. Give that all your attention. You can wait 11 days. But
0: I, I, no, they're not related. I know, but still. I don't disagree that November 1st is, is a bit early. But I don't think you have to wait. And I don't think you're disrespecting the veterans. Or maybe... I, the veterans fought so that you could celebrate
1: Christmas as early as you want. Maybe they um, didn't even take that tree down.
0: Yeah, that's a possibility. Keep that bad boy up all year. What would it take for you to do that, to keep uh, your Christmas tree up the entire year? Do you do a real tree or a real tree?
1: and I yep. can't do that because uh, we have fires all winter long. There's one going in my house right now.
0: Perfect. So that's how you get the insurance money.
1: <laughs> and uh, I lit the Christmas tree on fire after Christmas last year, and it goes up instantly.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a dry thing. <laughs> it's, well, you can never get that thing enough water, can you? You're, you're constantly filling that thing up. No. It's sucking water up like crazy. That's why I like a fake tree. I like a nice fake tree. You don't have the needles. No, I like the smell. Uh, yeah, you
1: hang an um, air freshener. Hang it in your uh, window. And with the fake tree... It's I even had, shaped like a tree. I had one for like three years, then set yeah. it up one year... The middle row of lights, because the, the tree is built with the lights in it. Yeah. The middle row of lights did not work. You can't replace those. You have to get a whole new No,
0: job. you do. You're right. You, you, well, can't can you unscrew the bulbs and get in some new little bulbs? <laughs> Seems like a lot of work, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like a fake tree. The only thing I got in my divorce was a Christmas tree and a couch. <laughs> <laughs> she took everything else. And I still have the couch. Where is it? It's in the back, in the family room, as we call it, in the, by the uh, backyard. You know, we have two couches. We have the one in the front and we have the one in the back. That one in the back, I've had that since uh, the But it's early not ops. sitting
1: in the backyard.
0: It's by the backyard. No, next to okay. the backyard. Yeah, No, it's, I wouldn't put a couch out there. <laughs> next I'm to too a bur- old to do that. Next
1: to a burning barrel.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm too <laughs> old to have a couch outside. <laughs> we got new neighbors next door. Uh, they've been there oh. three days, and they've had two parties. So this is a bet. Uh,
1: is that the backyard where there was a basketball sitting in the backyard for a while? Uh,
0: the, it's the backyard that looks like it's been abandoned. Yeah, the, the yeah. basketball. It's yeah.
1: like straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. Like, what happened to the people playing with that ball? There's
0: no one caring for that yard. <laughs> no one. And But I met the guy today, uh, the neighbor guy, and it's him and three girls. So in theory, having renters next to you, Three out of four girls, that's a good thing, generally. But I have a feeling these girls might be ready to party. <laughs> Are they students? Uh, no, they, uh, I talked to the guy. What's his name again? Monty. Monty. And Monty said... <laughs> Monty Hall? I said, I said, so like, Monty Hall? He's like, He was like, yeah. Like, he could tell he'd heard <laughs> that before. And Monty works at Roots. Ooh.
2: Yeah, can you so get my, discounts?
0: That's what I'm hoping. Because uh, Isabel needs a new hoodie.
1: Yeah, Roots makes good quality
0: clothes. I could use uh, some sweatpants to uh, walk around my backyard, which has been cared for very carefully.
1: So you go over there, like Monty. <laughs> hey, I'll uh, I'll keep my nose out of your business if you let me in your business, as in your business. You work. It seems at. like I'm coming <laughs> onto him sexually. I don't want. That's not. On, the, it'll
0: be fun. That's not the message I want to convey to Monty at all. Monty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay out of your business if you let me into your root sweatpants. Why not, eh? He's like, what? I mean, can I get a discount, dude? <laughs> Monty, Monty's the neighbor. So, uh, how was your weekend, Dan? You, uh, you came into the city. You did a little uh, little weekend. city
1: vacation. Yeah, love the city vacation. Um, great time. Uh, went to a pierogi party hosted by. A- <laughs> Tessa been home. Uh, what are you, a ninety-year-old woman from Mundare? <laughs> there was a lot of people at this party too. But Tessa, she uh, she has a pierogi making party, and then she has a pierogi eating party. So it's all. Holy. So which one were
0: you were at the eating? party? I'm not going to the making. No, you could you could get in there. So and the get you par- roll your sleeves up,
1: and uh... <laughs> the party the doors open at seven or something. I sent her a text at six thirty. Hey, you need any help setting up?
0: it's funny because i didn't get uh didn't get the memo on that party but uh, that's fine
1: that's fine if you had asked i always invite myself do you
3: really yeah
0: (laughs) no i can't do that i could never do that i could never invite myself to a party i feel too weird
1: Uh, yeah, so uh did that. Got to uh, fill the pierogies. Um, so what
0: happens? You just sit around just...
1: These are, these are all... <laughs> everyone there was like in their early 30s. So they were all playing beer pong. And I was talking to the people my age, and there was only like two of those there. Uh, Jennifer Hedger and her husband. And I'm like, did you guys ever play beer pong? And they're like, no.
0: I never. But uh, beer pong kind of was a bit after our generation, I think. <laughs> it was.
1: Like and the, nobody really played it. And these 30-year-olds, it. they're like, well, what did you guys do? I'm like... Just drank? Drank? Yeah, just got it in us.
0: <laughs> just I, get it in my the belly.
1: I did the Century Club once. That's a, a shot of beer. Oh, I remember that. One shot of beer for well, every, every minute, minute
0: for 100 for minutes. For 100 minutes, right. That is actually pretty cool. We should try that with like Hound Dog on this podcast. We should do a 100-minute podcast. We should Milk get our Club. stats guy. With milk? <laughs> no, let's do it with Coors Light, the Silver Bullet, our podcast sponsor. Well, we have to sponsor. get the
1: rules. Are we allowed to have beer on the podcast, Christoph?
0: We, I, say yes. I, think, I say yes. I think Coors would be thrilled if we were having beer on the podcast. Now, they want to make sure that we drink responsibly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if we promised that Hound Dog wouldn't drive, like if we supplied cab chits and everything and made sure that that was very clear that Hound- I think Hound Dog doesn't have a car anyway. No, he walks to the bus. Hound Dog lives near the like on the Danforth, like which, the Greek town of Toronto, which is like
1: 35 minute dri- 30 minute drive from the TSN studios.
0: Yeah, without traffic. And he walks 4 hours. <laughs> Like, people have seen him just walking, and he's like, yeah, I like, to, I like to listen to podcasts. He listens to our podcast. He's probably listening to this right now as he's walking through Scarborough.
1: Let's get him on the next podcast. He sent me a direct message. I forgot to respond, but he's like, hey, remember that time I was going to come on and I couldn't? Well, hey, I'd love to come back on. So
0: He's a big fan, and I would love to have him on because he's a very interesting guy. And I would love for him to do the Century Club just kind of in the background. <laughs> while we're doing the podcast like we could have another guest on we and have, we could to have just, a
1: really long podcast
0: just check in on uh check in on him it would only be you know an hour and a half plus 10 minutes <laughs> yeah that's no big deal we can handle that we could bring in some uh bring in some regular guests now we have a, a new segment we'd like to Ooh, introduce what's that? dan this is exciting remember on pod two, 1.0 when it was you, me, and Kristoff Christoph and Mike Gentilly. Oh
3: yeah, we used that was to play down
0: at the Chum Studios. Yeah, right? down at the Chum Radio Studios. Stoff, do you miss it down at the Chum Radio Studios? That was a pretty cool spot.
3: Yeah, it was all right.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: pa- paid <laughs> parking. Mind. It wasn't great, but oh yeah, oh.
0: the parking issue is always the thing. And
3: we never had a pass,
1: so we always were locked out of the building. Yeah, room. that's we had to right. Wait for yes. someone to let yeah. us in. Right,
0: we never had a pass down there.
1: Basically, it was their way of saying don't really want you guys here. We did two things I remember from that studio. Um, I sold my car during one of the podcasts. Correct. And we ordered the most expensive pizza in the history of pizza. What during the, one of the last podcast? Oh, it yeah. was Pizza Gigi. It was Pizza Gigi. And we ordered three large pizzas and it was like $300. It was, I think it was like 100 Probably around there. But
0: that was right around the time that it was confirmed that Pizza Gigi at night was a front to deal drugs. <laughs> so they m- might have charged us for drugs that we didn't get.
1: And then uh, I never. Which would
0: be kind of like the Ontario Cannabis Service now. <laughs>
1: Charging for drugs no one's getting. Hey, they had a lot of customers. They've never done this before. They're like, hey, I've been a drug dealer. Aren't it basic?
0: They're the worst drug dealer ever. <laughs> they took money from everyone mm-hmm. and then they said. Sent out like an email saying, "Oh, I can't quite get you that that weed." Uh, <laughs> Have <having> a distribution
1: problems. <laughs> like any other drug dealer, would be dead. So dead in Ontario, you can only order legalized weed online until April. There are no shops open, so the entire province is relying on a website. So there's been some issues. And Tubesie, um, who we've discussed before, the man who had the surgery on his penis. Um, small peen hole. Yeah, small peen Tiny hole. peen hole. He said, uh, and he knows everything there is to know about weed. Um, he said they're filling orders from front to back. So if you order it on the first day, you aren't going to have your order filled until all the ones in front of it are filled. Which, make, it's the opposite of how you do things.
0: But... It's because they've run out, right? Like, so the people who are ordering now are ordering things that are just left over, right? The the scraps, the scribbles, the the little nuggets. Yeah, they're, they're sending bags of leaves. So now that those bags of leaves are getting to the people, but it's weird because some people, and again, we're not naming names, but let's just say some people on our TV show crew have used this service. Okay? Yeah, it's legal. That's no problem. I know, but I just yeah. So some people got theirs right away. And then others are still waiting for theirs. It was all ordered at the same time. <laughs> no. And there's no geographic meaning to it. Like one of our camera guys lives right by me and he didn't get his, but then our director lives right by me and he got his like in a day.
1: So I, I don't would, know. I would pay to to have a uh,
0: Basically everyone on our show is stoned just to like
1: I would have a I would pay to see a closed circuit. Uh, shot of that distribution oh my God, filling center or the the order filling center, because it just must be chaos. <laughs> we got another one <laughs> I thought they'd stop
0: <laughs> they're monsters I they can't get enough we We thought after two weeks they'd stop for a few months, we could catch our breath
1: and so once it's like been legal for a few months and stuff, are we gonna get uh how much we're? We're making off this? Uh, You mean as a province? As a country. Like, we're going to have gold roads, right? Oh, God. Forget
0: it. Gold roads. All the roads are in gold now. Everyone's slipping. We didn't think this through. Gold was a poor choice for our roads. Okay, so the new segment, Dan. Yes. Is uh, It's the Jay and Dan Podcast News. And Christoph has selected um, a number of clips that he thought we might like to talk about. And again, going back to the old podcast, we used to do this more often. We'd play clips and talk about them. So we're going to give this a try. And Christoph, I understand we have a super cool new intro for this segment. Super cool.
1: This is Jay and Dan Podcast News.
3: Ooh, that sounded legit.
1: Who is that guy? Who is that?
3: Uh, it's Christopher Kent. He, so where uh, works is he based? In, uh, I guess Toronto. He works for his News Talk 1010.
0: Oh, nice. That's very cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, all right, what's the first clip on JN Podcast News?
3: All right, so this first clip was sent in uh, via Twitter from Aiden Barfoot. So uh, he was listening to Overdrive, where they were discussing a 41-year-old man in Simcoe who decided to go on his... Uh, neighbors porch and bark in order to protest their dogs barking i'm not sure if you guys heard of this story Mm. it sounds like what i'm
0: gonna have to do to monty soon
3: (laughs) (laughs) good luck monty uh here is odog uh wondering about the guy who barked i
1: want to know how deep into it he got in character like was he at the front door <laughs> On all fours,
3: yeah, No, like, like I just, needed that. You start With off the
1: tooth hanging out, like you just start <laughs>
3: off low, like. Bah, <laughs> bah, <laughs> bah. So I guess oh, the dog's poor, good at dog sounds. Wait,
1: that other bark was not a dog. A dog does not go bah, bah,
3: bah. I guess there's many different moods. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what That's is the better good. O-Dog sound effect now? This? <laughs> or the classic Dan? No, that one. That one. That one's got the echo on it. I want to hear that.
0: <laughs> With the echo. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll,
3: we'll have that for next
0: week. Oh, man, O-Dog, do you think O-Dog does that kind of thing uh,
1: during sex? <laughs> <laughs> he seems to like it a lot. Right? So what was the <laughs> outcome? Did the guy get charged for barking?
3: Uh, I think the dispute was just settled uh, once the police got there. I don't think there was I love, charges, but... I love that this guy did that. I love it. W- yeah. I yeah. want to meet Is him. it
1: effective? Yeah, it gets your
0: point across. I guess. Does it does it affect change? Or do you just stand on your porch looking like Jeff O'Neill, saying...
1: <laughs> hey, I have a new <laughs> pet. <laughs> I have a new pet. I fed a squirrel out of my hand today on my back oh, porch. Oh,
0: God. See, a squirrel tried to come up to my daughter in her in her uh, stroller because she had a snack in her hand. What, are the
1: squirrels all tame now? Well, they got to get their food for the winter. What? Get the f*** away from me, then. Go up to the tree and get your acorns. <laughs> <laughs> They've all fallen down, so they're searching for other nuts I such. don't like tame squirrels.
0: I do not like that at all. Do not, because, don't think you're domesticated squirrels. Have you seen them up close? Oh, they're frightening. <laughs> okay, what's the next clip, Kristoff? I like this segment.
3: Alright, up next here we have uh, Paul Maurice, who is over in Finland with the Jets, and he oh, yes. got quite the interesting question thrown at him. Paul, you don't want to compare them, but uh, do you expect Line to show Barkov who's the daddy here in Finland? Oh.
1: So welcome to Europe, eh? I never get asked a question like that. First of all, I'm not even sure what that means. I'm old. I love the the fact, so we heard that a lot on our TV show. I love the fact that he thought it was like a dirty question. Oh! (laughs) This lady says, oh!
0: Oh! 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 And then, welcome to Europe, eh? Like, he sounds so Canadian.
1: Jets fans have been spoiled by their coaches.
0: Yeah, their that's true. That's true.
1: Uh, Claude Noel?
0: Yeah, Claude Noel was a <laughs> <f-ing> quote machine. <laughs> and then you have Paul Maurice. Just back-to-back legendary post-game <laughs> quotes. And the thing I like about Maurice compared to, say, torts. Like, I like a, an ordinary coach as much as the next guy. But Maurice, you know, he'll be serious when he has to be. But when it's time to... Lighten up a little bit. He will yes. crack jokes and he'll have fun with everybody. Babcock, not no. yeah. Like like it doesn't have to be intense all the f- time. You don't lose your any credibility. Nobody thinks Maurice is a worse coach because he said,
2: "Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 that's O'Neill, right when he ejaculates." <laughs> <laughs> So he does the, oh, and then the, oh, very well done. That's incredible stuff. Okay, what's Anything next?
3: more? We do have one more here. It's uh, Matt Patricia, the uh, Lions uh, coach. Uh, oh, he, this is about the guy in the front row? Yeah, the guy who uh, wasn't sitting up enough. Uh, we'll play the clip, and then we can discuss how Matt Patricia dresses and looks on the sidelines. Well, you know, do me a favor. Just kind of sit up and just, like, have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions, and you just kind of, like, you know, give me this. But, I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just, I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? So ask me a question professionally, and I'll answer okay. it for you.
0: Okay. So, okay,
1: we, I think we both. Well, what do you think, Dan? He could have easily addressed that person not on a microphone. Just after, say, hey, buddy, can you just sit up? He doesn't have to be a jackass and be a prick in front of everyone and call the guy up. And see, I don't think he's being
0: a jackass. I think he just said, do me a favor and sit up. Like, it's a technically a place of business, you know? It's a, it's a press conference. I, I, I understand why that would be annoying if some, like, smug reporter was, like, slouching the way I slouched through this whole podcast. <laughs> but as uh, Christoph alluded to, Matt Patricia doesn't exactly dress up, doesn't exactly dress like Tom Landry on the sidelines. No,
1: exactly. So,
0: so it's a li- little hypocritical, I think,
1: for and him that, to, and that to call someone
0: unprofessional.
1: Our top 10, and for the first time, I think, ever, so I called everyone in the top 10 coaching, outbursts, or whatever. So right. I called them all a*****. Like, Producer Tim, during the top 10, got in my ear. He goes, you know what? They are. He, yeah. he actually agreed with me. Well, I think you
0: and Tim have been getting along pretty well lately. And that's because Tim got his order within 36 <laughs> hours. <laughs> no, Tim, I don't think, placed an order. And uh, he's very much enjoying all this delay. <laughs> he likes to see other people wallow in human misery. <laughs> so that they can experience what his own that's life right. is like. We
1: discussed this on the uh, the show the other night after the Bills were embarrassed again. So, Tim's happy. Tim's a massive Bills fan. If they were good, he wouldn't be.
0: Yeah, he likes misery. He That's why he loves the Bills and has loved the Leafs all this time. Uh, obviously, that's changing now because the Leafs are good now. But they've been terrible for decades. Who else is Tim into? That's pretty much it. <laughs> and feet.
1: <laughs> it still isn't confirmed, but he does not deny when we bring it up.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Tim hasn't confirmed he has a foot fetish, but, yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> Christoph, I've brought this up before. Can they... You guys need a duster in here. Like, just... Like a feather duster. Yeah, I think a quarterly basis it gets done. There's yeah. a, two inches of dust on these screens, these monitors next to me. How,
0: how does uh, Hayes and O'Dog and, and Noodles, our star radio guys, how do they react when they see the film? Like,
1: how does O'Dog not call it out every day and say, someone clean this studio?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're just uh, he's living just, in their own filth. He's just busy trying to stay awake. <laughs> oh, dog. He's thinking about what's going to happen later that night in bed. <laughs> you know what <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, We're getting pretty close to our, uh, our... Our guest for the podcast is Kevin Burkhart. He is the host for Major League Baseball on Fox. Yeah. And so you saw him all through the World Series. Yep. And then he's also the number two play-by-play man for Fox's NFL coverage.
0: Yeah, like he's a... Ro- he's been on the show before. He has. And he, and he's a rising superstar at Fox. Uh, right.
1: He's like hanging out with J-Lo and A-Rod, yeah, and David well, Ortiz. He
0: seems to be, and maybe we can ask him about this, for A-Rod, like almost like his broadcast mentor. Like he's the guy who kind of held A-Rod's hand and...
1: and Welcome Tim in, into the world of Fox. And we'll get updates on our good buddy Frank Thomas, how he's doing.
0: How, how do you think, um, how do you think, like who is our mentor who took our hand and, and welcomed us into the world of Fox?
1: Jim Taddy. Oh, at Fox.
0: <laughs> um, I. You know, you mentioned that hell of a good dip thing oh, last week. Timmy Brando. Oh yeah, Brando is great. Remember that Hell of a Good Dip thing? That was Taddy, wasn't it, who discovered you eating Hell of a Good Dip for dinner that night? And he was like, Dan, you've got a problem. Like, you've got to step away from the dip.
1: Kevin Burkhart, have you ever had Hell of a Good Dip?
4: I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> what, 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 what is that?
1: It's a sour, it's a, like a French onion, sour, creamy chip, chip dip.
4: Uh, it sounds delectable, but I have not had that particular version
0: of it, no. Kevin, what? first of all, it is delightful to hear your voice, and how are you doing, my friend?
4: I I think I speak for America when I say, I, I miss you guys, man. I'm great. I'm, I'm
0: great. How are you? Well, we're delightful. Uh, weed is legal up here now. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: So everyone's everyone's, content. everyone's
0: Everyone's high. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's content. High. Everyone in the country is high.
1: <laughs> so that really adds a
4: whole new element to the show. Boys. <laughs> it really does. It doesn't.
0: Impressive. Weirdly enough, doesn't change it that much. That's
4: but. right.
1: It just <laughs> makes it
0: just makes a lot more sense to people. Now. Well, that's also
4: true. All of a sudden, the crew is like, "Oh, that's what this segment." <laughs> that's right. That's
1: that's
0: what we've had to sit through this entire time. Uh, so, uh, how was the World Series for you?
4: The World Series was uh, it, it was kind of anticlimactic, you know. It wasn't, yep. it, it didn't have a ton of drama. I, I, it was, I mean, if I'm selfish, it was great because I got to sleep in my own bed because the Dodgers were in. It, so, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that was pretty cool. But you know, it, it lacked. We got pretty spoiled the last couple of years. The series were great, and, and this one, you know, obviously when it doesn't go seven games, is not as fun. But it just, I don't know, it just never felt, it never felt that close to me. Uh, I think that's a. The tribute to the Red Sides. They were really, really good. But, you know, it's always fun to, to be around and work those. It's, it's a, you know, I'm lucky. It's cool to be there.
1: Yeah, the, but, Do- the Dodgers forgot how to hit.
4: <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they didn't hit a lick. It, you know, they were like that a lot during the year, though. They were feast or famine. You know, they hit a ton of home runs, but, you know, they had times and games where they just didn't score. And, I, you know, unfortunately, in a short series, if you go in a little bit of a slump, that the, the series is over. So, I mean, it's still a pretty good year. Getting back to the World Series for the second straight year is not easy to do. But I just thought the Red Sox were, you know, they were the best team all year. So, I mean, they deserved it.
0: Kevin, we talked about this before you came on. Alex Rodriguez now is a broadcasting star. And this is something when Alex played that would probably, you could not have predicted. He didn't have the kind of personality that you would have expected would turn into this uh, warm, gregarious, very knowledgeable talented broadcaster and I personally give all the credit for that to you to me you are the person who has single-handedly turned a rod from the most hated man in baseball to America's beloved broadcaster do you agree with me on that one
4: I am uh, clearly I am the sole reason I mean I,
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know I, I you know it's funny I mean think about Think about, I don't know, you know, 15 years ago, right? Would you ever think in the world, like back in that time when Derry Jeter was like, you know, walking on water and, 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 and A-Rod was A-Rod and, you know, the, the media went against him and, and fans loved the boom. Now the the roles are completely reversed. Everybody yeah. loves Alex and he has become a media darling, a self-deprecating, humorous, you know, uh, great at what he does. And then there's Derek Jeter now running at the Marlins, and everybody hates his gut. Yeah, that's it's right. Totally, it's He's
0: ruining totally changed. It. Yeah, it's true. And I think uh, my my theory about it is that A-Rod secretly always wanted to be liked, and um, and it just didn't work out for him. But now it's what is in his control is you can tell he puts effort into it. Uh, not all ex-players do that.
4: Well, in all seriousness, guys, I mean, you, you know, you've been around enough athletes to know that guys that when they go on to the next career of TV or radio or whatever, you know, in the media, that there are plenty of guys who just, you know, kind of show up. And a lot of times that's good enough to get it done. And to his credit, from the very first time he worked uh, for Fox, you know, he, he worked for us one year when he was still playing. Um, and, you know, is Before he came in, he reached out to me and said, "Hey, can can you come in early? I really want to talk to you and go over some things, and I just need some help." And I just was so impressed by that. I mean, I don't, you know, there are guys that are in the business for fifteen years that don't ever, you know, do that step. And so he really wanted to be good at it from day one, and he works his he works his butt off. The easy part for him is he loves baseball, so he loves the game. He's always watching baseball. I mean. This is no joke. Can you imagine like going home at night? Like so, you know, do a show in wherever we are, say we're in LA, okay? Do a show, he goes home to Jennifer Lopez nonetheless, and he's like, Hey on, I gotta flip the Mariner game on tonight, honey. We're gonna watch the Mariners A's game. That's what he does. Like he, he is he is obsessed with baseball but i think that's why he's great because he loves it and he lives it and he tries to be good at it so it, I, listen i love him i mean i, I love working with him i mean I'm, I, I call him a friend and it's been cool seeing his his uh, turnaround you know a little bit there was a moment guys i don't know if you saw the clip on on social media but there was a moment during our uh postseason shows he and uh, david ortiz had a bet when the yankees played the red sox and the loser would get into the opposing team's uniform and get doused by champagne. Now, I just didn't think that was really going to happen. And to his word, his credit, he held it up. He came out on set with a Red Sox uniform on. It was freaking hilarious. And, you know, I don't think a lot of guys would have gone through with it. Uh, but he had the uh, he had the, the chops to do it, and it was a really fun
0: moment.
1: Have you been to a party at J-Lo's house? Have. You
0: have? I love it, it's, KB. You're living the good life little, now.
4: You know, it's it's. I, I don't belong there at all. I mean, I belong, <laughs> I belong at the Baleen Kitchen drinking. Uh, that's box, right, meal, my that's friend. Kool-Dee. Yes, Cozy That's that's where we belong. That's, that's right. A, that a, I mean, with I, some I,
1: old sailors who boats they never move. They just come in and drink at the bar and go back to the boat and sleep.
4: The, the boat actually, those boats don't have engines. They're just <laughs> shells <laughs> that, that lay on the
2: water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um uh, so tell now and then you're you're right back into the to the NFL thing. Um your thoughts on this season so far? You you've been on the road, you're the number two guy. People are saying, Hey Joe Buck, maybe relinquish something. How soon until you're rightfully calling the Super Bowls that you deserve <laughs> to call?
4: you're too much jay i mean you know joe joe is awesome and i i can't see any reason why he would go anywhere because he's as good as anyone who's ever done it and i am truthfully doing but but i love football it's cool to be back and uh you know my favorite like about it is you know i love doing the games it's so much fun and then you know sunday after the games i go to the airport and i'll schlep back to los angeles and you know i'm in you know got time to
1: uh-oh. We lost you. We're losing you a bit.
4: Oh, you got me? I'll yeah, we got that. you yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, after the game, you, know, you go sit in the airport, get ready to go home, and then you, for some reason you open up Twitter, and it's just the best. It's like, you know, you hate, you hate my team. Stop rooting for my <laughs> yes. team. Stop rooting against my team. I'm like, my man, the only thing I was rooting for was, uh, you know, this Rock of Soda and for my flight to take
0: off. You were rooting for That's not true. overtime is what you were rooting for, so you can make your flight.
1: We it. always uh, point out when you're on the call, we do a lot of sound-ups in, uh, in games that you're calling, and the one thing that you and, well, you and Joe Bach are both very good at calling games, but the, the thing that I admire the most that you guys do, you don't bog us down with words. You let the play speak for itself, and you let it
4: breathe. You know that's a uh, I appreciate it, Toolsy. You know, and, and that I try to. You know, when, when I when I got into TV, I was a radio guy first. So when I got into TV, that was like my biggest fear. I was like, man, I, all I do is talk, so I got to learn not to talk. And you know, I listened to some of the people who I thought, you know, like Pat Summerall and, and, and all these people, and I, and I and I just try to to do the less is more thing. I, I don't know. I think everybody's got their different style that works for them, but I just think that. If you want to look up a million stats and hear, you know, I mean, look, we we do stats and we tell stories, but I just think, you know, you just don't have to overdo it. Uh, that's just just me. So I appreciate it. And, and the thing is, like, you know, we're joking about the the Twitter stuff, but truthfully, all the only people, all the guys that I know that call games, all we want is a good game. You know, we never really care who wins. It's just like give us a good game, and it's like the greatest day ever.
0: Now, going, I want to go back to baseball quickly. You're so dialed in, KB. You're so connected. Everyone's talking about uh, Harper and Machado. Harper and Machado. In your opinion, or maybe you have more of, more of, of, than an opinion. Maybe you just know where are these guys going to end up next season. What do you think?
4: If I were uh, taking a guess, and this is truly this is truly based on very minimal factual reporting. Um, so, but my 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 hunch and guess would be. Bryce Harper to the Cubs and Manny Machado to the Phillies. Those wow. would be my guesses. And how, the how, Phillies how, yeah. were
0: close to getting Machado, right? They were one of the teams that was right in there at the end.
4: Well, they need a shortstop desperately. They look. They have. First of all, they've got a ton of money. Second of all, they need a shortstop. That would seem to be a, a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, and for Harper with the Cubs, I just think you know he's a baseball rat, and I think that you know, I know the Cubs are interested, and I just think a situation like that for him, I think he'd love it. I think, you know, to go to a place like that, to go play at Wrigley all the time, and the Cubs are good, I, I don't know, he wouldn't have to be the man there, yeah. depending on where he goes. I, I, To me, that would be a heck of a fit, but I mean, you know, there's going to be a ton of people in trying to Trying to trying to buy Harper, so we'll see how it goes. How
1: my, how many teams dropped out on Machado, and how many millions has he uh, has he lost out on because of uh, his kick of uh, Jesus Aguilar at first base against the Brewers, of uh, his lack of hustle in the World Series, his lack of production? Um, has he has any of that changed, or is that all forgotten?
4: I. I don't think he's lost any money, but I think he's lost suitors, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I don't know the number, but just by talking to people and, and you know, getting a gauge, I mean, I think, you know, I think let's say, I don't know, let's say there were 10 teams that are hot on Manny with You know, I, I think it's fair to say maybe that number is down to five or six. I mean, I think, I think teams and, and ownership, and you see that, like, you know, I, I don't know if we want to be a part of that. Um, but I, I think all you need is one, right? All you need is one team to give you the money, and I think there's going to be uh, more than one. So I think he's going to get paid. I don't think he's going to lose the money, but, you know, he's got to cut the act. I mean, he is. Well, you saw, talented.
1: yeah, Christian Yelich called him out. He says, dirty player doing dirty stuff, whatever. I'm just paraphrasing.
4: Listen, well, there's no doubt. I mean, he's done, he's done it enough. You, know, you do it once or twice, okay, they didn't mean it. It's an accident. You do it multiple times, it's not an accident. I mean, you know, Justin Bedroya still uh, harbors a lot of ill will for, you know, Justin Bedroya didn't play this year because of Manny Machado, uh, because of a, a dirty slide at second base. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I, I think there's some credence to it. Uh, and I do think it'll turn people off, but I don't think it'll turn everybody off. You remember A-Rod?
1: A-Rod used to do crap like that, too.
4: He did, uh, and it didn't stop him, right? But again, all you needed was a couple teams. He had the Rangers and Yankees, and that was. Speaking of the, you know, talking about A-Rod before, that was really interesting when that stuff happened with Machado. Unprompted, game show, he brought it up. He's like, "Hey, you know, I, I did dumb stuff. You know, we're playing the Red Sox, and I slapped the ball out of Bronson Royal's hand, and it like was a, bizarre." Yeah, he said. You know, I was imba- I didn't even know after the game. He's like, I do not even know what made me do it. It's just embarrassing, um, but it was. It was interesting to hear. I'd never heard him talk about that before. So I don't know. I think he's going to get paid, but I think there's a lot of teams that probably failed after seeing some of those
1: things. And remember, A. Rod uh, against the Jays, he was running behind like Chris Woodward, and there was a pop fly, and he he made a sound. Right. Ha! Yeah. Ha! And Woodward thought oh, yes. his teammate was calling him off, but it was A-Rod, so everyone thought that that was one that sticks in Jay's fans. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's an incredible, incredible recreation of that, of that sound, Jay. That
0: Thank incredible. you. <laughs> well, the amazing thing was after A-Rod, you know, they interviewed him and they said, what did you say? And he said, I just said, ha. Like he's so he said that, like saying as if, Hey, what's wrong with that? Why can't I just say, Ha? Like, like, like he just he in his mind, I think he thought he was he was not in the wrong, or you know, like uh, George Costanza said, It's not a lie if you believe it. It was kind of like that's how A Rod lived his life back then. But I'm glad to, I'm glad to see he turned things around. Hey, I wanted to quickly ask you, um, your New York Mets, uh, have hired an ex agent as their GM. Is that right, KB? And, um, is that right? Am I right about that?
4: That, that, is, that is correct. That
0: is correct. Okay, now, now is this correct. is interesting because from a hockey... Because, of course, in Canada we have to tie it all, ba- all back to hockey. But of years and years ago, um, Pierre Lacroix, um, who was a prominent agent in the NHL, took over the Colorado Avalanche, and it was unprecedented, unprecedented at the time, but he ended up leading them to cups, and it was quite successful. So people have made that comparison. Uh, but it seems like in baseball... Uh, because of the ownership of the Mets, and I don't need to tell you this, not exactly the most loved ownership group on the planet. It seems like this isn't being received quite the same way. Would would I be correct on that one?
4: You know, I I, I think uh you know, anything that the, the Mets seem to touch turns to complete ash. You could have like a you can have a, a loot, a bag of a billion dollars in, in gold, whatever you want, and the Mets will touch it, and it'll disintegrate in front of your eyes. That's usually how it works. And as, as someone who worked there for eight years, I can vouch it. I saw it in front of my eyes. I I think this, um, it's an interesting out-of-the-box hire, something very different that they would normally do. And honestly, I think that's why they did it, um, because they're they're very conscious of their image, so they're trying to be a little different. Now, that being said, I don't know... Rody van wagen and well i i you know i i I certainly know of him and i've heard good things about him and i think it can work the interesting part of this particular hire though guys is that his top client is jacob Degrom, who during the year during the all-star break actually basically put out a thing hey pay me or trade me to the mets okay that was four months ago now he obviously doesn't rep him anymore because he's in the Mets. So I, it's fascinating to me how he's going to handle this. He's yeah. the one that put that out there. Hey, pay or trade my client, and now he's running the team.
0: And, so and he if you don't care about the team, yeah, I mean, well, sorry to interrupt you, Kevin, but if you're a Mets fan, last year like Degrom was the one thing that you could cling to uh, in a really a sea of garbage, right? <laughs> like I mean, like so. So they have to sign him, don't they? You know, I actually, I I don't know the answer to your question, but I kind of like that tagline at Jay. It's like, (laughs) come to the sea of garbage. garbage (laughs) Well, they, and they have a a shake shack, which I really love. I think that's good. They are delicious. The Uh, food uh, is
4: great at City Field. So the food is an act. That's. Hey, KB,
1: before we uh, let you go, update on a couple of our buddies, Dontrell Willis and Frank Thomas. Is Frank still popping nugenics like bubblegum?
4: <laughs> hey, Frank is, is popping nugenics like a Tic Tac right now. Uh, I mean, there is not... I don't know. Now, I don't know. You could tell me, guys, the playlist up in Canada. I don't know the ad buys in Canada. But I am telling you, there is not a four-minute window that goes by where I don't see Frank's t- Frank on, on air with the nugenics horse on. It's, I mean, they literally... By every commercial block in American
0: television. Yes. Unbelievable.
1: And what's his line? And your lady will like it too. Fellas. She <laughs>
2: like
0: it too. Yeah. The yeah. thing? Oh, KB, I, so fr- I forgot to ask you about one thing. Uh You yeah. sent a tweet that I just loved last week, uh, and it just basically said, uh, paraphrasing again, i hate halloween and <laughs> this is so uh, fascinating for me because you're a guy that you know it's no secret everyone loves you at fox everyone loves you as a broadcaster so this is very you kind of turned heel on halloween and i didn't expect it so i'd love to hear uh, a little background on this one what with, happened to you yeah, on what happened? <laughs> what happened kb I,
4: I guess, there, you know, if I were to go to a psychologist, there must be some inner thing that happened. Maybe I ate a bad Reese's Pieces at age six. I'm not really sure. But, you know, here's my gripe, okay? I get Halloween, if you have young kids, it's the best. You dress them up. They love it. You go out and you get candy, okay? My son now is 12, so he doesn't really care about Halloween anymore. That, that time has passed. Once you get past that, that little, the youngster stage... I do not need to dress up and go to a party. I no, do not you, need you need to, to put, put the people.
1: sexy, the sexy costume on, Kevin. Yeah, that's what you got to do, right?
4: Listen, uh, so <laughs> I do not, when I open Instagram, and I see like forty-five-year-old men in like Alvin and the Chipmunk costume. I'm out. I can't. I can't deal with it. I, I cannot process it. I can't handle it. The whole dressing up thing, the whole goblin ghoul thing. I, it, I don't. It's not a holiday. I don't. I don't. I just don't deal with it very well, Jay.
0: I, I get it. I mean, for me, like again, taking it back to hockey, the NHL, the the costumes are so over the top now. They the wives and the girlfriends and the players. They're they're. I mean, the amount of time they put into it. And, and producer Tim always says, well, they hire people to come do that. So I guess that's fine if you're hiring someone to do that. It just seems like too much effort. It's too much effort for one night
4: hiring people to come put up like the christmas tree or something. yeah
1: doesn't that kind of take the spirit out of it if yes
2: you're that, you know? yes
1: kevin a little, exactly
2: a little strange yeah hey, little strange.
1: when can you put a christmas tree up because i spotted one today it's november 5th i spotted a christmas tree fully decorated lit in someone's window today
4: come on are you serious
1: yeah do you See? have do you have a, a day that you can't put it up before
4: I think you should be banned if you have it up before Thanksgiving. How can you
0: put it up before Thanksgiving? (laughs) And see, this is the thing, Kevin. But see, our Thanksgiving has already passed. Ours is in October up here because of the earlier harvest. So... That's why there's more confusion up here because as of at the end of Halloween, people are throwing up their Christmas trees up here. Whereas you're oh, right in the states, interesting. yes, where so there's like
4: that middle, there's that middle ground where people don't have any idea what to do.
0: Exactly. Right. Whereas in the states, you have the later Thanksgiving, which gives you that barrier that, okay, after that Thanksgiving, then I guess some of you could throw up the trees. See, that's...
4: People are just as confused. So don't worry. Whatever Thanksgiving is, they're still as confused. Hey, guys, I need some help, by the way. So, oh, okay. Speaking of hockey, right, goes back to hockey. So, I, you know, I, I grew up a, a diehard New York Rangers fan. I can't say I follow them as closely now that I live in L.A., but they're terrible. Yeah, the they're not good. Terrible. I, I need needed. Can you give me a team to root for this year? I need get to,
1: on the Leafs bandwagon. Get, all right. I will take your word with it for it. No, uh, actually, yeah, that's already full. Um,
2: get on that's the Oilers. Cool How about the
1: Oilers? <laughs> yeah. They've got Connor McDavid, the best player in the I, the game. I love
4: Connor McDavid. I'll, I'll go. I will go. Oil. I can get on board with that. West Coast team. I'll see a lot of the games in, in our time zone. I like that.
0: Yeah, you can even see. I mean, they'll be playing in L.A. a couple of times. Yeah, that seems like an excellent choice. And the Kings themselves uh, look like they're they're headed for a deep decline here. They just fired their coach and yeah. uh and they're getting old. they're the oldest team in the league i that happened fast by the way they the kings used to be this young team with all these young vibrant players, and now they're all old vibrant, not as vibrant anymore. Uh, players. Well, so if
4: they call Frank Thomas, they might be as vibrant, actually. That's if they call true.
0: Frank, some Nugenics,
4: it could really help them out. <laughs>
0: that's all ah. anyone needs is Nugenics. Next year for Halloween, I'm going as a Nugenics pill.
1: No, just hand ah. out Nugenics. <laughs> hand out Nugenics as candy.
0: <laughs>
4: I got I to be honest, Jay. I might like Halloween again if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you do
1: that uh, Kevin Kevin and if you call a uh, Tennessee Titans game this year, please bring up the fact that they copied the Toronto Argos uniforms.
4: Because oh, I, agree. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. That was a bad move. I, what are they doing? They can't do that.
0: Just go back to, to the Houston Oilers colors or something. I throw throw a little tradition into the mix. They've never quite had that right, have they? That that whole nothing says thing. tradition like the Titans of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Tennessee. we're gonna we're gonna let you go. Uh, we got to run. Uh, have a great time at Simsies tonight. And uh, <laughs> and we miss you. We miss you very much. We we really uh, we love getting to know you down there. We miss you a lot. So uh, continued success, my friend.
4: Hey, you too. You guys know I love you and I miss you. And thanks for letting me come on, man. It was awesome catching up.
1: Thanks, KB. All that's right, well,
4: uh,
1: that's Kevin Burkhart. You can follow him on Twitter. It's uh, at Kevin Burkhart. Let me make sure I get the the correct spelling. It's uh, Kevin uh, Burke. So B U R K. H A R D T. That's the key. H A R D T. Yeah, because people would say Burkhart so they'd put heart in there, but that's not. Yeah, DT. Uh as you So can... the, the direct uh tweet was just going to be honest here. I hate Halloween.
0: Yeah, he's like it would be like um Mr. Rogers saying that cuz Kevin mm-hmm. is the nicest guy. Like just you could tell like on that interview. He's just the coolest
1: cat. Yeah, he's got a good gig. He's uh, so he host of uh, Major League Baseball on Fox, and then um, spends the the other part of the year calling football games.
0: It's a good uh, good way to go. That's like uh, Toolsey's uh, spends part of the year hosting uh, our show, and then the other part of the year uh, driving around Orono looking uh, for people to put up their Christmas trees too early.
1: Hey, what's going on in there? Hey, You got your tree up?
0: Who <laughs> wants some eugenics?
1: You like so, that? if anyone's wondering, Nugenix is like a testosterone booster.
0: Yeah, it gives you energy. And, fellas, <laughs> the ladies will like it too. That's Frank's line. It's something like that. He must
1: have got paid a load. Yeah. And I hope. As he should. And the big hurt. He gets residuals, right? Where every time it airs, you get a little piece. I don't know
0: how that works, actually,
1: for commercials.
0: I don't know. We
1: Any uh, large company would want us in their commercials. We'll see how it works.
0: Coors Light. Coors Light should base their entire new promo campaign just around us doing things. Yeah. Drinking Coors Light. Coors Light!
2: Light, Get it in my mouth!
0: (laughs) How about just Coors Light and then that? Oh here we go. Coors Light!
1: (laughs) Coors Light. Yeah, that tastes good. Coors Light, bite the bullet. Oh. <laughs> Coors Light, good to the last drop. I'm
0: stealing slogans Serious. from coffee.
1: Serious f- five second commercials, you just throw them in there. Boom,
0: boom. Coors, you're welcome.
1: We're like oh. pe- <laughs> we're peeking out at like the corner of the TV. Coors Light, you want one? Oh. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine if uh, you were a Jets player and you're on the road in Finland and uh, all of a sudden... What was that? Was that me? I have this loner phone. Yeah, it was me. Sorry, guys. I got
1: a text. I thought we were getting a musical interview. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen, too.
0: Kristoff, as I was about to tell the story about uh, Paul Maurice, you know, on the road. So you're say you're like, uh, I don't know, Nick Ehlers... And you're, you know, playing a little Fortnite in your room and you're in the Four Seasons Helsinki. And then next door, you know, Coach Maurice is next door and he's gotten friendly with a few of the locals. And next thing you know, all you hear over and over next door is... Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa,
1: Coors Light. Yeah, that tastes good. Oh.
0: Coors Light. Paul Maurice is getting laid. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Coors Light, there you go. There's your ad campaign for the next 10 years. We will give you new slogans every week.
0: So let us know what you think. Coors. <laughs> tell, us, tell us your
1: thoughts on that. So Mr. Coors Light, please uh, email us. Well, this has been a blast, uh, guys. Uh, we're we're going to wrap it up. Oh. Maya, uh, Are you sweaty behind the knees? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? No? <laughs> I'm, uh, well, be, sweating.
0: Because you were probably... What were you, sitting in the... Like a yoga position during that Burkhardt interview? No, I'm just sitting, regular sitting. And your knees are all sweaty? Better get some knee deodorant. That would be a good product for us to introduce, Jane Dan Knee Deodorant. Needy, de- oh.
1: <laughs> needy, de- you need it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, do we have a guest on our TV show tonight? I don't Just think thinking so. Thinking it loud here. No, I don't think so. Tim, Tim didn't want to book anyone.
0: Tim barely wants to show up anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had Tim staying on one side of you and and he had met a bunch of ladies from Helsinki and so then you heard Tim having sex? <laughs> and then on the other side it was Coach Maurice going at it
1: with a <laughs> Oh <This
2: wait>. <laughs>
0: It's like Nick Ehler's nightmare. That's what that whole sequence was just called.
1: Something uh, we discussed uh, on the telephone, on the telephone, <laughs> on the TV show conference call. We have one of those every day at 530. Was producer Tim, he's got to grade our staff. Yes. He's got to give them marks for how they've done. So he is going to grade us and then we're going to read out his performance review on our TV show.
0: What do you think of that idea stuff?
1: <laughs> Love it. Doesn't work well with others.
0: Actually, another thing, stuff that we were thinking of doing is taking one of those conference calls for our TV show, recording it, and playing it on the
1: podcast.
3: Last Perfect. W- Episode in the bank that way.
1: Yeah, right. We had a good one last week because uh, it was revealed during the, the conference call that I took it in the shower.
0: You took what? You took it in the shower.
1: I took. Elaborate, please. <laughs> I you took it in the shower. Oh. I took the phone Ooh.
0: call. <laughs> Tulsi's taking it in the shower. Guys, leave him alone.
1: I had the phone in the shower. Oh, you
0: had the phone in your. Sh- okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So that would have been a good one. Do.
1: So did you have like a plastic bag wrapped around the no, phone? No, there's a shelf that's uh, out of spray zones. <laughs> God. So,
0: that's one we'd probably not play for you, but maybe we'd play another one for you.
1: Tim, tell me more about that idea.
0: You'd be into it. <laughs> yeah. As long as you were sending him uh, pictures of your feet. Can you imagine if you accidentally picked up Tim's phone off like the control room uh, uh, table and you looked up and the screensaver was a shot of your bare feet? <laughs> And you're like, Tim? Aren't these my feet? <laughs>
2: leave, leave my
0: phone alone.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, Come on, it'll be fun. We gotta run. I gotta go have some peanuts. All right, see you guys. Oh.
2: <laughs> They're going home.